Welcome to The Good Work, a podcast and video series that follows the event company, an event design company that specializes in corporate, nonprofit, and social events. Our passion lies in creating one-of-a-kind events that share the good work of organizations we are fortunate to collaborate with. Tune in for conversations with leaders of these great groups, our best advice for your next event, and some behind-the-scenes moments. Now, let us show you the good work. We love to travel on our team, especially when it means we have to try our hand at an event in another location outside of our Sioux Falls home. In this episode of The Good Work, the girls will share their best pieces of advice for planning events from afar, from what the process looks like, their best suggestions for research and communication, and even a few of the common missteps when planning from another city. Please welcome to today's podcast, Addie, Callie, and Sarah. Today we're traveling. Yay. Ooh, did you like my singing? Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three. Hum. <laughs> oh, you have to do it. Oh, start over, Sarah. Okay, do one, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, oh thought, that was good. I thought we were going to go like one or oh, one. Oh, no, I'm not going to sing by myself. <laughs> um, are you an alto or soprano? <laughs> I was an alto that for That was a sure. little low. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't really know these days. <laughs> I haven't really had anybody tune me, <laughs> so I'm not for sure. <laughs> Good question. Well, we are talking about events, how we plan them from afar. It seems like as we continue to grow and uh, our business evolves, we are planning events in other cities for our clients that are local, but also in other states, which is kind of fun. So uh, prior to ladies coming on board these last couple of years, I had the opportunity to work in 11 different states with some of our events, which is really mm-hmm. fun. Got one client who has different locations in all these different communities across the country. And I've learned a lot. And I know you guys have both planned events now in other cities mm-hmm. as well, um, even just outside of South Dakota. So it's always interesting to hear even what we call like soda here in, in South Dakota. In the South, they call everything Coke. Yeah, you know, correct. or we call it coleslaw. They call it like a vinegar slaw. Like things are so different in other parts of the country, but also overseas as well. I mean, we've had the opportunity to work with a, a client who she was living overseas and to be able to do the business here in South Dakota. So it's always fun and interesting. So that's what we're chatting it up today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it is kind of like a totally different ball game when you start planning events from yeah. while well, you're like, we're going some, to another city. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like and, it kind of just flip, not to flip everything, but you just from the beginning, your mindset and or your process just is totally different. And in some other cities, like we've obviously been to maybe some of those parts of the state, you know, but maybe not that particular city, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like someone reached out to uh, have us plan an event in Edina recently. Well, we've done stuff in Minneapolis and in St. Paul Mm -hmm. and in Woodbury, you know, all those other communities. So it's pretty much the same thing, but it's not. And do you know why? Vendors. Vendors. (laughs) Vendors? <laughs> uh, Why else? Ooh, pr- I mean, pricing, it's totally and the laws, different. Like, yeah. The laws are so different. Yeah. Even if you go from Sioux Falls to Brandon, the city laws are different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. If you go from Brookings to Minneapolis, the city laws are different. I clearly remember planning this event up in Woodbury and we had a huge tent out in this parking lot of this financial institution. And I'm like, okay, so we got to get things checked and inspected by fire chief and fire mar- marshal. And they're like, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, we don't do that here. I'm like, well, if anything's over X number of square feet, we have to get inspected, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nope, we don't do that here. <laughs> so not that it's not a, a bad thing that they're not inspecting because it's not like they don't want you to not be safe. It's just every city has different rules and guidelines. Yeah. So that's what we're talking all about today. Okay, let's get started. What's oh, the, I just felt like you should be have like a black eyed piece <laughs> song, song happening in the Let's get started. And then she just went like this with her shoulders. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. What's been your favorite um <laughs> what's been your favorite city so far? Have you oh been, my gosh. <laughs> to well, put you on the spot. I would say a couple weeks ago when we went to Nebraska City. It's like a teeny tiny little town where the Arbor Day Foundation is. In Nebraska. In Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska City. In Nebraska. Yeah, she said but, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, she just said Nebraska City. But Nebraska City could be in a whole other state, right? What? It, it could be. I guess it's kind of like Kansas City. Kansas City, part of it's not in Kansas. Correct. It's in, it's in Missouri. Yeah. yeah. I'm just clarifying, Sarah. But, okay. Correct. Yes. You're yeah. right. <laughs> so that one was a very fun venue yeah. to work with in a town. Like, they're just so passionate about the trees and everything. Like, they're so friendly. <laughs> like, that good old Nebraska charm. So that was the good old Nebraska, Nebraska charm. charm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's always fun. I'm from Nebraska. So, yes, we are very charming yeah. in that <laughs> community. But it is always fun to go back to um, your roots and to be able to plan different pieces and events. And But it's also fun to explore different opportunities. Like Callie is helping to lead up an event now in Chicago. And while I've planned events in Chicago, this is probably your first This event? is my first one in Chicago. So what have you, what have you learned thus oh, far? Gosh. I will give you one word. I already know. You're, can I tell? I, yeah. What's your one word that you've learned about planning events in Chicago? Union. <laughs> union. Yes, good job. Everything revolves around union in Chicago. Yeah, and Chicago is one of the most expensive cities to host an event. Truly is because you've got union workers. Everything has to be so synced out in terms of time. Mm -hmm. Some things you can use in the hotel, some things you can't. Sometimes you have to bring a different venue or a different vendor. But if that vendor's union, it's just mm -hmm. there's a lot of different different parameters to work in when you're working with union city, union cities. Yeah. yeah. So it's been very eye-opening, which has been the best thing, but it's yeah. it's super unique to go from Sioux Falls for for this event and this client to Chicago. Um it's it's exciting, but yeah. it was right away. I remember on our first site visit, it was kind of like whoa. <laughs> you know, just like so many other yeah. things that like even at that point we hadn't even thought of yet and it just started yeah, kind of going from there. So I love getting into new cities. I mean, one of my first ones is when we did that one in 11 different states, and it was so synced out, though, mm -hmm. in terms of timing. So we had shipped all of these kind of parties in a box, so to say, all the ingredients and all of, for what we were kind of trying to pull off. When I say ingredients, it was truly like Sunday toppings for this 50s-themed mm -hmm. party. And all the signage and all the materials they needed for the day, all the decor. So we'd ship these big boxes to a lot of the cities. But then our team was present in, I think, four or five of the states. And we hosted the event at the exact same times in a lot of those cities. So they were production companies. So when they all went on lunch break at 1 o'clock, everybody did the same stuff at 1. So it was really kind of mm -hmm. cool to be able to time sync some of those pieces. And it's nice because you learn a lot, first of all, about the communities, but you learn how you operate as a team, too. Mm -hmm. Not many people can operate the exact yeah. same time. And everything's going off without a hitch. And you're in all different communities. It's not yeah. like we, like when we're at big events, we walk each other and 
just push a button and yeah. call. Yeah. Like it's not happening, <laughs> you know, you may be in a different time zone mm-hmm. right. as well. So right. just trying to kind of sync those things up, but planning events from afar takes a lot of extra work. And I think it's a lot of work that people don't realize, like you just said, mm-hmm. Callie, because you are working with different individuals who have perhaps different, um, different lingo and language totally. on how like, totally. like in, when you get into like Chicago, uh, East, really, they don't call them cocktail tables anymore. They're called either high boys or pub tables. And when you're over on the East coast, East, yeah. West Coast. No. <laughs> Trying to figure out my coast here. When you're doing events on the West Coast, they're straight up cocktails. They don't even say table. They're just cocktails. So it's everybody has their own different mm-hmm. language. So trying to understand that. That's one thing that you had mentioned. Yeah, right, like right away I was just saying like high voice. I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, I think you're talking about a table, but I just yeah. imagine like Chicago is going to be very like not fancy or anything like that. But I was just not imagining calling everything high boys yeah. or whatever. So – yeah, that was one thing. Well, we're in the process right now of scouting a location for a group. Um, also out of state, we'll move it to out of state as well. But start us through the process, Sarah, of how you pick this venue. Because yeah. there's a lot of different pieces that groups need to take into consideration when they're looking to move their event outside of the state of South Dakota, right? Yeah. So what's the process? Like, how does it start? Obviously, menu-wise. Yeah. yeah. So, so typically, they give us a location that they want us to kind of start scouting out. Sure. So if it's like Omaha or Rapid City, we kind of start figuring out, one, how many people are at the event mm-hmm. so we can see if they have enough space for us. Sure. And then we reach out, see if they have availability, get quotes, um, kind of some of their typical fees that they charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we present all that information to our client and we kind of narrow down our selection. Yeah. And then we typically do a site visit just to see if it's a good fit yeah. for us. And we do the site visit with our clients for the most part, just to Mm -hmm. make sure, because we've been a part of events, I have been anyway, where our client has signed with that venue prior to us even seeing it. And I'm not saying we're the experts, but we kind of are when it comes to events. So we know exactly where placements of screens should be, or even if there's a capacity for screens, lounge furniture, all these different pieces that go into play, even coming down to what technical um, capabilities that those venues have. Mm -hmm. And if we aren't a part of those site visits prior to making that selection, it can be even more costly and laborious for that client. Yeah. Right? Like we've seen that before mm-hmm. at different facility or different events where we didn't have a choice in that piece of it. But we put all these details together in kind of a big matrix, right? And figuring out how many rooms there are, what's the room per night fee, what's your food and beverage minimums. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We did this for another event where, um, gosh, we were scouting Las Vegas, Austin, there was San a Antonio, lot of Chicago. Chicago, just a whole gob yeah. of them. Yep. Gosh, what was that lady's name in Las Vegas that wasn't nice to us? Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. Do you remember? Yes. We're not saying what hotel, but yeah, Sandy did not like us. Anyway. So the, the process of usually we would have to reach out to those venues yeah. and request Do an RFP. RFP. For, yeah. They would give us some information oh. back because a lot of times you can't just find. What's an RFP, Callie? Request for proposal. Wow. I know. They should have listened on. Uh, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, weeks yeah. Ago. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so they'll – not venues – not yeah. all venues will always have that information out there for the public yeah. on their website. Or a lot of like them that. don't. A lot of them don't. No. Yeah. Especially like specifics of a lot of things, capacity, not only – like people, amount of yeah. space, like right. yeah. meeting room sizes. That's one thing. Like it can yeah. say it fits 60 people, but if I need it to be in this format, right. it might only fit 30 or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. So you have – 
that's not always out there for the public, and yeah. that's where we need their expertise as yeah. the as the venue managers. And some of those venues that we have done business in or have worked in before, we have it at our fingertips, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking with a client who wants to go into all different types of markets in Ohio and Cleveland or wherever else it happens to be, and we have not hosted an event there, we may not have those specs. So it just kind of varies on where they're going. So yeah, Sarah's absolutely right. We put it together in this little matrix package it Presentation up type yep, of deal. and then yep. have the meeting with the client to determine if it's the best fit for them in what city. Right. And then we start negotiations back and forth. Sometimes like Sandy doesn't understand that that's what the process is and they're not the only fish in the sea, you know, for us to go after. Ooh, is that the right analogy? Remember I'm bad at those fish in the sea. You're really close. Yeah. yeah. Really close. Fish Good in the pond. Job. Fish uh. in the sea, fish in the pond, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy was not the only one that we were after. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But she had felt like that was it. And, um, she was trying to push us and push us to kind of make that decision for our client. Well, we had to present all the details to the client. And inevitably, we can exercise our best judgment and our best um, duty and due diligence with the mm-hmm. client and let them know, like, yes, it may be a lower food and beverage minimum, or yes, we could have the best hotel rooms that overlook the water. But guess what? There's no AV. So right. you're going to have to source everything yeah. in. And it's going to be a bajillion dollars. So you choose where you want to go. Yeah. So and that's really our job is yeah. to be open and honest and not show favoritism because no. we need to do what's best for the event. But I also think, too, I think we did this well in the last time we kind of did this round of uh, round of kind of, I don't know, quoting or whatever it was. But um, looking outside of just the venue, too, if, if a group's looking for things they want to do outside of the yes. venue, like in yes. the city or mm-hmm. in the or in this case like the activities that the arbor um arbor day foundation had like mm-hmm. that was very important to them mm-hmm. yeah. and so like we had to also do our due diligence in that sense too yeah. like if they're gonna pick a city and it's like this hotel has nothing by it there's nothing for 10 miles right. you have to find transportation or yeah. something's really great because something's just down the street and this really fits yeah. with your mission yes. that you can be able to do this like i think that's an important part of it too to look at and so yeah. i think we always do a really good job of that when we're also scouting these places so yeah. Just finding the extracurricular activities. Yeah. 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 Like even the Arbor Day, for example, not to keep talking or or, uh, beat that one, but that airport, like there's no real transport from, there's no airport shuttle. Right. I mean, they have their car Mm -hmm. that's like, what, a 35-minute drive or a 40-minute, which really, yeah, and it's not that far of a distance, but still, yeah, I mean, it's all about planning ahead. It's not like you can just call up the front desk and be like, I'm ready. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's a small town and it's out of the way kind of, so... Yeah. Which is its appeal at the same time. So yeah. yeah. More of a retreat style. But yeah, the activities on site are super Mm -hmm. important or how, like what's our walking distance in between some of those activities. Because if you have a group of 600 people, are you really going to walk them all to those spots? Probably not. We'll figure out transportation and what it looks like. But But like in Chicago, we were looking at the same thing and we toured like 10 different spots for some extracurricular pieces. And, you know, some of it, was going to be our determining factor if we really liked it or mm-hmm. not was how close is yeah. it because at the time when they were going to do this it was going to be nine o'clock at night and we're going to have to trust that our attendees are going to be safe can walk right. if we don't want to provide the expense of yeah. personal transportation but that's an yeah. important part of it mm-hmm. so I, then after we present all the oh go ahead what were you gonna say i was gonna say it feels important to do the site visit because pictures are so deceiving <laughs> like if you so. look online very much so. a restaurant looks ginormous yes. and super nice that picture could be from 10 years ago correct <laughs> Sometimes even capacities, I'm like, you can fit 60 people in here. Like, I don't believe that for a second, you know? Or how tall the ceilings are. Like, you can look at spec sheets to your blue in the face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, I think, do a really good job of knowing a 10-foot ceiling, 12-foot ceilings, whatever. But until you're truly in there, even though it may have 12-foot ceilings, it's long and narrow. Like, this is just not going to work for us. Mm -hmm. So, 
yeah, I think it's important. And you're right. Those pictures could have been taken for a tourism magazine back from 1975. Or they have a real photographer. Where the lights do not work anymore. There's one venue, which I will not say that, because we've done events there where we pulled up and I'm like, this is not the same venue. And, And Sarah's like... They had the it was dark out and they had the lights on it's like, like cobwebs on the I window. Know. I'm like this is not the same place. <laughs> yeah. But, so after we do all the presentation of the venues, we contract with the venue, then do all the negotiations back mm-hmm. and forth, and we do that on behalf of our client, which is awesome. Then we start getting into the nitty gritty with the vendors, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we pull in our own vendors from Sioux Falls and we travel with them, which is awesome. Um, but sometimes we, um, especially when you're in Union Cities. Um, have to work with the with within your constraints and with those vendors. And to be honest, sometimes those venue vendors that are local know that venue way way better than we mm-hmm. even do, and it's best because you can trust them because mm-hmm. they've hosted events there. So some of those first questions that we always ask is, what events have you hosted at this hotel or property? And what are some of your best references? So we can kind of see some of those pictures. Because just like you said, like we we just got this from another venue just recently, um, just so we know how to lay out the space. Like what does it look like in there? You can yeah. tell me you mm-hmm. can put up draping and lighting and it's going to look so great. But until we see what you've done, it's hard for us to trust you. Right. So getting reference checks are super important. We've been reference checked by other groups as well before. Mm-hmm. So just, just making sure and kind of dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just making sure. I'm using a lot of cliche words You today. are, and you're using them correctly. <laughs> we are so proud of you. Good job. <laughs> so next step. So you're talking to the vendors, then what happens? What do you What do you do next? I don't know. Get the people there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the getting the people there. But I would um, – I know we talked about this, but making sure that your client is super comfortable in this space. And yeah. typically those site visits, depending on how – what that distance looks like and your proximity to them – um, like Lead Lodge was just four hours down the road, so it's not that far. Well, but some people traveled from Minnesota, right. like Rapid City. Right. Would be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for us, for when we're flying into different locations, it's not where we can – I mean, you can just hop a plane the next day to go check out something. But we try to spend at least a couple of days at those venues. Mm-hmm. So we are literally measuring and um, kind of like catting out and knowing where things are going to be at. Because once you're gone, you're gone, mm-hmm. right? And you may only make a couple trips to that site prior to the event right. itself. So a lot of stuff has to be done from afar. So when you're having those conversations, what have you? What are your both your favorites? Uh, favorite methods of communication? Do you like the Zoom videos? Do you like Skype videos? Do you like good old fashioned telephone? <laughs> Pen pals. I feel like it kind of depends on what. <laughs> yeah, right. The letters. I feel like it kind of depends on what the conversation is about like some things yeah. you need to like i need to talk with you on the phone to like yeah. go through this I and kind of gauge people i mean obviously in person will always be better right just because you can read their like body language and things like that mm-hmm. but um but some things it's just a quick email works but some things like touch-based phone calls are always i think beneficial i agree right? and yeah. i think um traveling for, or working from afar i think they need sometimes need to be more frequent in that sense as well, just to make sure, sure you're mm-hmm. on the same page. You know, when yeah. we're in Sioux Falls, it's easy to call over to the Hilton because they're two blocks away right. and we can give them a ring and, and it works. But in Chicago, I can't just call up such and such yeah. at the hotel and, and try to figure it out as easily. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember being uh, doing an event in Texas and it was not that simple. Like they, 
are just on a it was just a different mm-hmm. pace of life mm-hmm. yeah. and they were just not as responsive and quick yeah. to get back to us on different things so it was literally picking up the phone every time I needed anything which is not bad at all but it is sometimes difficult to pick up a phone at 10 o'clock at night you know yeah. whether you're in the same time zone or not it can be difficult to be able to do those things but I'm a big fan of video calls and mm-hmm. you guys know that we try to do video as much as we can mm-hmm. just because you can see their mannerisms and their yeah. responses to things or if they're sleeping in their PJs on the other line or whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever it looks like but yeah um making sure you're making the most of your time but you bring up a good point of planning ahead yes. because planning events from afar um you do need to allow for additional time in your timeline yeah to be able to do those things like the site visits and the additional phone calls and bringing the vendors in for site visits even even locally you know when you are at we're doing an event here um, where it's at a space that's not even open to the community yet. Like we've had to bring in all of the vendors for site visits. We've had to do multiple site visits. And it's not because we're not familiar with what we do, but it's a different space. Right. You know, um, so just making sure that everybody is on the same page from the vendors to not. And in a lot of those communities, especially when you're traveling, whether it's to Omaha or Council Bluffs or where that's the same city, uh, Austin, <laughs> Rapid, city. Rapid City. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you can't just all hop in a car together, like you said, mm-hmm, and just right. zip down and go. It just we don't have that luxury to be able to do it. Uh, thankfully, we do work with a lot of local vendors that also travel with us. Mm-hmm. Um, like our Pinnacle team has been all over the country as well, mm-hmm. so we're kind of familiar with some of those same venues. But yeah, I think we get a little frame. spoiled with our vendors because they're so good to work with I in know. Sioux Falls. I know. I agree. So when we reach out to some of those faraway places and they're not quite as willing to work with us, or they don't email us back right away. Yeah. It can right. be challenging. I yeah. think communication right. is one of the hardest things right. yeah. in you, different places. You feel like you can set it, you set it, or we set it in a good tone here. Yes. So it's hard to have to right. adjust to kind of that when you travel. Nothing wrong with that. It's just different mm-hmm. pace of life, just yeah. different expectations of how of how things are. Right. And in bigger markets, uh, since we're talking about the planning ahead stages, in big markets, even as big as Omaha, which is still, I don't still consider that big, big but it's market, a bigger market. Yeah. Space books up so quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody mm-hmm. wants to host an event in 2020 in March in that market, I would just say good luck. And I don't mean that in any disrespect at all. But space books up so quickly. Even here in the city of Sioux Falls, stuff books out years in advance, yeah. especially when you have a larger conference. And I've always said this, and I said this to somebody yesterday on the phone. I said, you want to be able to pick the venue. You don't want the venue to pick you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the vendors that you work with. You want to be able to select them and not have them hand select or not have them select you and be forced to work with them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the venues. You're not going to feel good about your event if you're having to go to a certain spot that you don't right. want to go to on a certain date that you don't want yes. because you have to do it. So planning ahead is important. And we can say that till we're mm-hmm. blue in the face, but we know there's a lot of events that are not well planned out yes. in that respect. Yeah. But even planning ahead in the sense of, I know we, even like dates of when things are due, yes. like yeah. food or count for floral yeah. or things like that. Like in some places you have to plan for a lot more time on their end, the vendor's end, because they need days or weeks or whatever that looks like for them yes. to get those materials into you. So 
like mm-hmm. RSVP dates. Well, you have to think about that way further in advance than we would normally yeah. because, well, well, I need I need headcount by this day. Mm-hmm. Like those are things that when you think when you're here, you yeah. don't always have to worry yeah. about. And they but, don't have to be big venues. They could be small communities yeah. where they need headcount center because they have to have their product shipped to Correct. them. They can't Correct. just drive down the street and go to the wholesale florist by mm-hmm. any means or they're picking the food off the truck. You know, it's literally, well, they probably would be, but you do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, the process is just so different yep. in that respect, but- Mm-hmm. What do you think is your biggest piece of advice, either of you, that you would give somebody who is planning an event from afar outside of Plannerly? <laughs> I would say research your vendors. Yeah. Make sure you know yep. what you're getting because some people, they'll charge way more than others or they have hidden fees. And I'd say read that contract. Oh, that's a good one. And, good. And, and read it and notate it about like read the fine print. Like we catch ourselves all the time in cities wondering what's sales tax is sales yes. tax on top of gratuity. Right. Is there additional taxes yeah. for like if you're in larger cities, there's taxes for bottles and cartridge yeah. fees yeah. and everything, fees. you know, there's fees, just Look into fees those. and taxes mm-hmm. and yeah. things like that where it's different in every place. So I would be mindful of that when, especially when doing budget pieces, cause it'd be the mm-hmm. worst thing ever to get your base started. Yeah. yeah. And then you're two weeks from the event and you realize where you're at and all of a sudden you're, thousands of dollars way, over way, just because of taxes you didn't account for yeah, yeah so definitely. i think that's it yeah just being a little more thorough about it i think yeah communication is always important no matter where you're planning for yeah. or where you're planning the event at but i think it's even more more important even something as simple as reading the reviews <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just to make yeah, sure that good business yeah. is yeah. reputable i mean yeah. yeah they could have like a hundred floral orders but they're all bad but we and we've done in the past too of where um we've asked our vendors if they've ever worked with somebody mm-hmm. or yes. know of somebody <laughs> in this city and ask them like what are you, what are your thoughts like and they're like this person's like oh yeah this person's great yeah. or like oh maybe you should super reliable I, or not yeah or <laughs> I, I know somebody laughing. else you know so that's another thing as well as Talk with who you know because they might know yes. somebody. I'm laughing at the one florist in the one city at that one time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, where we – I think we were a little skeptical at first, but we wanted to be able to kind of showcase our client – you know, our, or show options to our client that mm-hmm. there are other options outside of the one that we absolutely loved. And we walked in. Do you remember this? Yes. And we were just blown away. <laughs> like it literally hit every mark that we knew was going to happen in that facility. And we yeah. knew it wasn't good. And the reviews totally were different than I think what we had imagined, right? So sometimes you physically have to go to those spots just to check it out. Because For sure. Mm-hmm. It, gosh, yeah, it's interesting. That's yeah, so don't be just, afraid like when you go on those site visits to set meetings yeah. with those vendors. And you do need to allocate time to yeah. do so. You need to mm-hmm. set. So if you are traveling outside of your state, if you are going, I'll just use Austin, for example. If you're headed to Austin, you may be staying for four days because you have all these meetings mm-hmm. set up with a florist, with the catering team, with the venue, site visit at the venue. You may spend a whole day doing just venue walkthrough itself. Mm-hmm. So you need to allocate that time. And I think that's when I that would be my biggest piece of advice is to allow the time time for your site visits. Mm -hmm. Some people are just in and out and I got to go check out the space and they don't have the time to actually meet with the other pieces or meet with the other people that we need to. Yeah. What's been, what is one location on your bucket list to plan an event in? Can we go to Hawaii? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say like, of course you want to do one in like your favorite place, right? So like I would like love to do one in Palm Springs. Like I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Bro, it's yours. I don't know. I have not yet. Um, I've been to Phoenix and Mesa and that whole area. I'd love to be able to plan one 
in that yeah. market. I have not yet. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Though. I mean, we've, I've been there for it. work and I've mm-hmm. been to events there, but I've not had the opportunity to host one out in that space. But I love Texas. Yeah, you do. I'm a bit. <laughs> I, yeah, you do. I know. This may be the first year I'm not going to Texas this year, but I Aww, love it. Sad. I know. I, but Chicago probably will always be one of my most favorite cities. It's because I've done events there before yeah. and I just know how it works and operates. And yeah, it is like a little city inside the big city once you get into mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. But it's one of my faves. Exciting. Well, well cheers to travel. Yeah. I'm excited we'll to see where this next year takes us. With you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Good Work. We hope our conversation and tips will help you with your next remote event. Don't forget to subscribe to The Good Work on YouTube and iTunes and follow the event company on social media to stay up to date on the good work we are part of each day.